0: Marie, can you hear? I can. You can?
1: I can hear you, yes. How are you?
0: Wonderful. How are you doing?
1: I'm good.
0: Good. Happy Sunday to you.
1: Happy Sunday to you, too.
0: Beautiful day.
1: It is. It's pretty here, too. It's nice yeah. outside.
0: Yes, I was uh they even got music playing. I think people are happy. So I said, oh, sounds like it's feels like a summer day here almost because people are like playing music back in here. So I said, OK, so the the energy has changed. Well, last time we talked about our books, um, I mean, did we talk about? Yeah, we talked about our books and writing our books. But this Sunday I was a uh, t- texture. So let's talk about healing. And the reason I wanted to talk about healing, because I keep seeing this word up through the internet and social media, but when I thought about healing, um, when I was in the hospital, I was first in, when I was in my accident, I was first in a trauma center. And I think I spent about a month there. And then they moved me to um, a rehab center, which is like a nursing home type facility where they were... Going to give me a lot of physical, occupational, and different type of therapies to get me back walking. First, I had to heal first. Uh, my bones had to heal. I had over 70 bones that were fractured, either a clean break. So I had a lot of healing to do first, or mending to do. And two of my good friends who are social workers came to see me when they moved me to the new rehab hospital. And they asked me, have the wound nurse seen me? And I said, I don't know. You know what you're talking about. No, it's not like I've had a lot of experiences in nursing homes or rehab facilities. And so they went out to the nurses. One of them, or both of them, went out to the nurses' station and they told them, um, and the nurse came in too. And they said, We want the best wound nurse that you all have. And so I still didn't know what was going on. And so um, a, a nurse came in who, announced herself that she was going to be my wound nurse to examine me and so she examined me you know from head to toe and she said to me uh, she said to them she said I only see one little small wound I think it was on my backside, and it's very 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 small and what we're going to do we'll take care of it and so whatever she did to take care of it she did and so I was asking them, what was that about? And they said, "Well, you've been in the hospital for a month, and so when you're in the hospital, and I couldn't walk at the time, you are, you can, um, you're laying down, and your, and your skin will break down. And once your skin breaks down, you can get a wound, and then if the wound is not treated, it becomes an infection, and then uh, your hospital stay will not become about your bones healing because about infections. And so we're trying to make sure that." You don't start off with wounds; that you start off with healthy skin integrity. And so, I was in the hospital after that month, about six and a half a month, and I was blessed that I didn't have any breakdowns in my um, in my body. Basically, the only breakdown I had was a wound on my on my leg from a, a bad cast that was too tight. That I kept telling them to take off. It was a removable cast; they wouldn't take off. But the reason I bring that up is because um because now we're talking about healing in the country um we have very, very deep wounds in our country and if and we and we've kind of ignored them for a long time, and the only way you can really heal um is that you have to deal with wounds in the beginning or or thing that get that can metastasize or could um becoming infected, um, you have to deal with them. I learned from being in the hospital all those months um, that you have to deal with them in the beginning. If not, you have to, I'm trying to think of the scientific or well, the medical term, but I can't think of the medical terms. You have to dig out the debris. You have to dig out the old stuff. And then you have to pack it with, you know, gauze and antiseptics and start kind of growing some new, fresh Skin back, and the reason I was bringing that up is because, um, um another thing I'll bring up another point in talking about healing and wounds. Um, when I put out my book, one of the first people that invited me was a, a friend of mine who is a I don't think she's she's not the pastor, but she's like the administrative pastor of a church. She invited me to come to her minister's retreats to talk about. She said, I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. So what I talked about, first, I talked about my book, but the way I opened my book up is that if, if you woke up eight hours from now in the hospital and you couldn't speak or you couldn't walk, who would you want in the room with you? So if you woke up eight hours from now and, you, and you're in the hospital, and you couldn't speak and you couldn't walk, who would you want in the room with you? And instead of me talking about my book, I let the people who most of they were ministers in the church, you know, children's ministry, uh, whatever ministry they managed. It was like ten or twenty people that uh, we went. I went around and asked them, and some people said they wanted their son or their husband. One lady said she wanted her dogs. Um, So it was just different answers, and um, and then one lady. Then so we, I let everybody answer. Then I talked about, you know, my experience and what uh, actually the I talked, I read from my book what the person who was actually in my room was the woman who invited me, one of the people who was there, not when the first time I woke up, but one of the times I woke up. And when she came in to talk, to, when she came to see me, I remembered that I had just been to her house about a month or two ago. And I remembered that before I was leaving her house, she, could sing and i didn't know if she sang and played the piano so i remember her voice being like i don't know if she could sing her voice sounds so nice so i asked her to sing but i didn't i couldn't speak and so i got the nurse finally gave me a pen and i wrote her to sing and she sang to me and the point that i was making about all of this this one of the so this one last so i started asking about pain and hurt and wholeness and healing And what do you think about that? And how do you approach that when you uh, visit people in the hospital or been in the ministry or visit people in their homes? And this one female young pastor woman said, a minister woman said that, I hear you talking about pain and wholeness and healing and all that stuff, but she said, I'm a um, My job in the church is, she was a minister of something, but she said her real, not her real job, but her job that she goes to every day. She's a third grade elementary school teacher. And she said, what does healing and wholeness have to do with children? So I told her that... um, in our country, we are trained to when we send children to school to them. To, we want them to be the best students to make A's, to you know to finish high school, to go to college, get hopefully graduate degrees, professional degrees. Some people get terminal degrees and hopefully get a good job and you know make make money and get good benefits. But I suppose we decided when children came to school or even before they got to school, the goal was to become healed and work towards healness and wholeness. That was there. That's what we talked. And I, and I was telling her, since y'all are ministers, and then the Bible says that all of these things will be added to you, all the getting the A's and graduate from high school and going to a good college and getting a good job and benefits. But we don't train kids. And I said, suppose that was our goal is to, kids to be whole and kids to work towards healing. And learning how to, you know, self-care and heal and become whole in mindfulness and meditation. If we taught those things to children. And so, and so then if we did that, when they grow up, there would be young whole adults and they would be seeking out a whole person to marry. And then there would be two whole people in a marriage and people seeking what's healness and wholeness in a marriage. And then we have healed and whole communities. And so, what would that look like if we had pediatric healing and wholeness? And that was one of the things that we worked towards. And so she said, "Oh, so that's why we want to talk about healing, because healing and wholeness." And and I tell people that the crazy and ironic thing about me talking and writing about healing and wholeness that our mother's maiden name is wholeness, but without <laughs> the <it. laughs> without <laughs> without the W. So. And so for us to come full circle and, you know, that healing and wholeness to me is if we can make that our focus um, in pediatrics and, or in, in our families. And even as an adult, we can start all over and that can be our new focus is be healing and wholeness. And so to me, if we make that a focus it can be a. It can change the trajectory of our communities and our families, and hopefully, our country. So, that's what I. That's why I want to talk about healing. So, what do you think? Uh, another wholeness, part of the family, uh, from another wholeness.
1: Um, so I gave it some thought this morning. When you, um, I think it was this morning, that you texted early and said, "Let's talk about healing." Mm-hmm. And when I thought about it, I of course, I thought about the physical body. You know, mm-hmm. that's an immediate thing, the physical body of the wholeness and healing of that. But mm-hmm. then I also thought about, and I hear feedback right now, so I'm not sure how this is going to come across. But I also thought about um, mental, healing your mind,
0: mm-hmm.
1: healing, uh, relationships. I really focused a lot on relationships when I thought about this. And then also... healing from loss so there's a lot of when I think about healing I think about a lot of things but I really kind of focused in on relationships because sometimes when I'm thinking about healing I'm thinking about people want to go directly to the healing they don't want to deal with the brokenness and the hurt Mm -hmm. and like you know you got to you know dig in there and get out all the all of the things you need to dig out in order for the wound to heal but a lot of people don't want to look at the the brokenness of the body, of the mind, of the spirit, of the soul, of themselves or the nation. So before you can get to the healing part, you really got to take a good look and face yourself, you know, and face the past. That's the way I feel about it. And, you know, I thought about this one relationship that I was in that, over and over and over and over and over again, I was hurt. He hurt me over and over and over again. And every time I would look at the relationship, it was almost like it was a vase, and the vase kept getting broken. And I could say, Oh, I'm going to put this vase back together. I know we can put it back together. We can heal this thing, you know, because, you know, we started as friends. We were really good friends. I really wanted it to work. And then there was just one thing he did that took that vase, threw it against the wall, and shattered it. Mm right? It was a shattered vase that was just on the floor, this beautiful vase that we have been building together. And I, I mean, I'll never forget the metaphor of looking at the relationship like a broken, shattered vase in a million pieces. And my immediate thing was to go for the fixing <laughs> and to put it back together again. I thought, no, I need to leave it there in the thousand pieces and walk away because you know sometimes the healing is walking away right Mm -hmm. um but sometimes the healing is like like that vase it's almost like you can get your body can be beat up you saw that i saw that your relationships can get messed up and you can put it back together you know you can heal it But you have to look at the brokenness of it to heal. And sometimes it doesn't go back together the way, the perfect way that it should, right? Um, And I think about um, the, it's like Japanese art where they take brokenness, like a broken pottery, and they put it back together with gold, (laughs) right? So it is still broken. You can see the brokenness of it, but you can see the gold that's woven throughout of it. They're like embracing the flaws. And so when I thought about what you said about the country, it's broken, right? We have to look at the way that it's broken, but we can't go directly to, oh, let's just forget about what happened and let's go to uh, love and peace. No, broken. We have to look at why it's broken and we have to look at what happened not over just the last four years, but the last 240 years, the last 400 years, and figure out how do we go from brokenness to wholeness.
0: Amen. I like, I like brokenness. I, I forgot about that part because before I was broken in my accident, I dealt with this thing in the Bible about communion. And in and, and the Bible, when, when, when Jesus talks about communion, he said he took the bread and he blessed it. And he broke it. And he said, this is my body. So before you can be blessed, you have to be taken and broken. And then this thing moving towards wholeness, I like that because it's a process. And maybe we would never get to wholeness. I don't know. (laughs) But at least you're in the process, you're not still, like, when you talked about that glass, I mean, that vase that was broken, that, I was thinking, after, when some things are broken so badly, you can't put them back together. And when you said it was thrown up against the wall, I was thinking, how do you put that back together? Yeah, but
1: you know what, Diane, when you have, and people could probably relate to this with relationships, with trust, and When you've been hurt over and over again, or you've been, you know, uh, wounded over and over again, and you kind of know the way that you deal with the wound, where you don't really look at the wound, you just put a Band-Aid over it, right? (laughs) So this is, at some point, it can get to the point where you really look at it, no more Band-Aids. And you realize it's not supposed to be... You're supposed to really let it go.
0: Amen. I agree. I agree.
1: And so I, sometimes it's walking away is the best way to heal some wounds.
0: Yes. Because you have to... It, almost, you know, you all used to have animals when y'all were kids. It's almost like when animals get really hurt, they walk away. You know, they they walk away by themselves and go lick their wounds. Mm-hmm. You have to walk mm-hmm. away and go lick your wounds and be by yourself and self care and self meditate and self protect. Mm-hmm. You have to self protect and say, I can't do this anymore. I just need to go over here by myself and self care. But face you
1: got to face it. You got to face what it is that that's wounded. That's
0: hurt. That's hurt. Yes. And so what else that I was thinking um, about what's going on now, that we had to be this broken in this in this last two hundred one year, four hundred and one years. But the last four have been in your face. It was televised. (laughs) And so we had to be this broken to me to get ready to even talk about. We never talk about healing in this country. We never talk about that. We don't talk about that. I'd never heard that word that much in schools, you know, just think if we did, if every kid that came to pre-K three, pre-K four, uh, if they had a self-examination on brokenness, you know, what's happening with the brokenness? Are we getting a whole little kid that haven't really seen any trauma or are we getting a broken kid? And let's see what our, um, I think they call it, when uh, you kids are IEP but just think about if we started looking at people as whole people that we're not just can learn to read and write an arithmetic that we also might come in and we might need some we might need some mindfulness we might need yoga we might need a, a spiritual director for children we might need a social worker we might need just think if we decided that we're not just going to teach them reading and writing that we're going to Treat the, we're going we're gonna to teach, train, prepare the whole kid that we, be, we teach them about the history, not just the good part, you know, Columbus discovered America in 1692, but right down the street from where you went, where I went to college and where you grew up and where your story is that our ancestors came in and, you know, on a ship. And it might I don't know it was 1492. I forgot what year that was, but <laughs> but what 1619. 1619. Yes. Well how can I forget that? That was just it was just like four hundred and one years. But just think of we we learned the whole story. And the good, the bad, the ugly, but you just learned it. And it was just a part it was like math. You know, was, you know, some parts of math is very hard. To me, geometry was very hard. And before geometry, um Division to me was hard, you know, just trying to remember what to do with division because you had to do so many steps. But the hard part is not learning hard division, learning division taught me about decimals and, you know, and fractions, And it taught me how to do algebra and geometry and trigonometry. And I never took calculus. But just just do all of it. Let's do the, you know, less less like you said, let's dig deep. Let's de- That's the word I'm looking for. Let's debris the wound. Let's dig up everything and see what happens when we come back with this new skin. But we're going to talk about everything. And, and to me, the way that we have lived in this country is that we only want to deal with the good stuff, the happy stuff, not the sad stuff, not the broken stuff. You know, um, I think that everything that vase when you when you gave the thing about that vase that was broken to me that was a good imagery or also a metaphor maybe this thing is just broken and maybe we need to start over with a lot of stuff and just start from the beginning and how can this look what would this look like if we did it right what would this vase look like if we started from scratch with the clay and the mud and made clay and mold something different and put it back on the spinning on the spinning uh, wheel and made something that looked totally different. Something that was moving towards wholeness and healing and goodness. And, you know, even the, you know, cause if, when you put something clay, you might have to put more mud on, you have to put more water on it. You got to spin a little slower. Sometimes it's when think you have to move your hands. But we have gotten, this whole thing to me is very broken and very flawed. But we can start with something new, and let's start. Let's start first of all to start telling the truth and start telling the whole story, not just one side of the story.
1: You know, Diane, um, when I when I voted this time, and I've been voting since I was eighteen years old. I never felt better about my vote ever, right? I knew what I was going to do. I knew who I was going to vote for for presidency, but I didn't know down ballot who I was going to vote for. I did a little research, right? And I am truly, truly, truly am hopeful because of who I voted for, right? And I voted right in all the way down, the most <laughs> high God. And I walked out of that voting booth happier than I've ever been in my life because I sincerely believe this okay. is the time. So this is the time where, you know, you were talking about how to teach children differently. Well, that's not going to happen in the current education, quote unquote, system. You know, all these systems that have been created and developed, those things aren't going to happen, not meant to happen. But I think there's something bigger coming coming, that these things Amen. will happen the way that they happen. So for me, I can't go from the where we were. It It's already in my mind, that's not working, not going to work. Can't repair that, can't fix that. Can't make people try to uh, think the right way, wrong way, uh, you know. <laughs> so it's like, nope. I I kind of focus my mind on what good looks like in a whole new paradigm shift.
0: Amen. Oh, I I think that the Most High God is calling us to do to be better. If we can't do it systematically, we can do it individually. And then individually, we can be better human beings. But I think that healing and wholeness, healing and wholeness, because one of the things he said to the man at the uh, pool, he said, do you want to be made whole? Mm-hmm. And I remember um, when your brother was alive. One of the last places we went, was the SoFu restaurant in Atlanta. And I think it's called the, gate called the Gate Called Beautiful. And I remember going back and, re- and that, reading. That's, that's yeah. Called Beautiful. Yes. And I went back and I was thinking, why is this thing so familiar? And I went back, I think after we had dinner, there's a soul food restaurant. And I went back and read about this gate called Beautiful. And that's where the man said, I think that at the pool I said, do you want to be made whole do you want to be made healed do you want to be healed and I was thinking why are we here but why are mm-hmm. we here at the gate called beautiful but that was mm-hmm. the last place I think I ate with your brother so you know it goes back to you know when I I remember my, my cousin's uh, uh uh one part of the branch of our family tree our last name is my mother our mother's last name is wholeness H-O-L-D-N-E-S-S but we have another side of our family of the same family tree they spelled their Holiness and H-O-L-I-N-E-S-S and I remember when my cousin Carol Holiness was working at Hardee's she <laughs> said that she had on her little name tag Miss Holiness and she said this man asked her was that your name or your title <laughs> And wow. so I was thinking that, because um, you said the Most High God that you are seeking something higher this time, and so I think that what I'm thinking is that our having having this as our last name is not a coincidence. This is not um, something even my the other side called they are the whole line nest. Having this as our family name. Is not, and then when I did our research, our white ancestor was called Hold Hold Holderness Holder. Okay. And so um, and so it's to me it's there's no chance meetings. So there's no chance that if that's our goal, if that's our thing that we're supposed to be doing, is seeking wholeness or holiness and you have decided to vote for the most high God in 2020 with clear vision (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) with clear vision to do this then all I can say is get ready get ready for the shift to, to wholeness and to um yes we want to be made whole and uh, and I'm still keep this image of this uh, vase being broken, because most of us don't know when to leave. Even when the vase is broken, we still try to, you know, hopefully we don't have that much gold around our house to be trying to take some super glue and put it back together. <laughs> yes. And I think I've had some super glue relationships. <laughs> yes but now since I'm older and hopefully a little bit wiser that I would uh, just leave it and walk away and say, okay, let me go, let me go lick, let me go like the dog and go in the field and lick my wounds and do some self-care. Yes. Yes. So, so when you, so what do you think it can look like if he, if we allow the most high God to take over?
1: That um we have to know that God is about goodness and it will be good for all. it will be just for all God is about justice, so it will be just um, there will there there are chosen people, God has chosen people, and those people that obey His commandments are his chosen few. And he will lead the way, so it's not like a struggle of you know trying to repair this this thing. Nope, God's already got it all in control. He knows what the left hand and the right mm-hmm. hand is doing, and he's controlling it all. So in in my mind, I'm I'm just staying in prayer, um, eating healthy. Mm-hmm meditating, clearing my mind and just being ready. That's where I'm at. I'm just at a place of being ready, not getting confused by all the noise, you know, on television, on in the on the internet, and social media. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Stay in focus.
0: So you can hear him when he gives a call to move, uh, to work to do whatever he's calling you to do. Cuz I really think that This is what I think. I think that now um, that each one of us have an assignment. And and the only way that I believe that we can hear it is what you're talking about, is to be quiet. What I was doing for this last few days of doing this thing, uh, I really, um, I do more iPad. I don't cut the television on that much. But one of the things I do, I was doing a lot is sleeping. I do not know if I was trying to act like Rapunzel trying to sleep to is over or I was just sleeping trying to escape or was I sleeping just to rest my spirit I took a lot of naps and took a lot of and woke up late but one of the things um, I saw in some of the dreams is that it's individual he can speak to each one of us has something to do each one of us supposed to be about his will and his way and also learning to love, but also learning to love from heart to heart, you know, loving human beings that you disagree with, loving human beings that you don't even understand what's going on with them. But just learning, not if you can't love them, then pray for their heart to be removed, the heart of stone and put it in a heart of flesh.
1: You know, there's, a, there's something I learned to do a while back, and I do it all the time, um, and I do it, it's not, it's not as hard as, you know, it seems, but there's something called a meta meditation, which is, you know, you kind of start with yourself that everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants to be safe and healthy and live a life of ease, right? And so I'm always saying that to myself, you know, may I be safe i would be healthy. May I live a life of ease. And then you say it for your loved ones, may dying be safe and happy and live a life of ease. Right. So it doesn't even, I mean, especially when I was at work, I would just walk down the hall and I would be saying that, you no, know, I hope that person is safe and happy and living a life of ease. And you can say that for anybody because that's what everybody wants. Right. Um, And so when you're putting that in your head and you're putting that out, even though you're not saying it, but you're putting it out in your thoughts, it it helps you be at peace and it helps other people be at peace and they don't even know why they're at peace around you, right? Um, And I'll I'll never forget uh, when I was doing a lot more art, um, being creative kind of heals me, but I was doing a lot more art when Mm -hmm. I was in Charlotte. I would make this piece over and over and over and over and over again. I liked making it and people always bought it. And it was a piece that said, you know love everyone unconditionally yes. including wow, yes. yourself you know so sometimes it's hard to when people talk about love 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 first you have to start with yes. yourself then that may, may not be the the easiest thing because a lot of us yes. are broken yes, from our right. childhood
0: so that's right yes i was i when you was talking about uh walking down the halls I could see you doing that and I could see people like sitting at their desk and maybe felt your spirit or your energy walk by their desk and they felt a little bit better but I would but I was reading the mm-hmm. Bible either I would listen to the Bible or li- you know listening to Bible online or, or, listen, or meditating on the word I forgot which one I was doing but I was thinking about when Jesus was at this wedding party and people was having fun and drinking wine and dancing and they was drinking wine and the wine ran out and Jesus mom came to him and basically told him to hook the people back up. (laughs) And uh, and so Mm -hmm. he, um, then he, he was like, it's not my time yet. And so she said, you know, basically, you know, hook the people up, you can do it. And so he told, and so he, so he basically told the people, get some water and fill the pots up or whatever, and so she said, "Do whatever he asked you to do, but I was just thinking, what type of energy you know have some people you know how some people have different energies yes, I wonder what type of energy did Jesus have when he was walking on earth that you know what you know how some people have like when you walked down the hall and you were saying that some people felt your energy, and it was good and positive.
1: He's still there, Diane? Someone's trying to call me, so it's breaking up.
0: Okay. And so, and so, yes, yeah, so I was thinking that. So, what type? I was thinking, I wonder that people besides his mom, his mom knew who he was. And because she birthed him, you know, you birthed David. So, you kind of know David because you carried him and you know his energy and you know his energy now. Because, you know, I think a mother knows a child's energy. But I was thinking, I wonder what type of energy was he carrying to be in the same room in the same party with this person who was sent here for love you know so did he have you know did his energy like people like oh my god you got great energy you know people tell you that oh my god they have have this great energy and I was thinking that when you said that that's to me that's what I think I can do Mm -hmm. that's what I can do that's what I can do for the almighty, you know, since we,
1: you voted for the, for the most high. But you know, you know what I think of Diane, I think of somewhere in the record books, they don't know who it was, but somewhere in a database or a spreadsheet, it says, you know, that there was a write-in for the most high God.
0: And somebody read
1: it. Somebody read it, and it's recorded.
0: Somebody read it. And so that was good energy. So you gave it good energy because they might have announced it. You know how you, you've you been in enough office spaces and oh, cubicles yes. and rooms and, and desks and, you know, and big, long <laughs> tables. And they said, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Somebody <laughs> vote for the most high God. And they said, oh, that's who I should have voted for. No, A lot of what those people
1: talking? probably looked it up. What is the most high God? <laughs> what does that mean? And that sent them down the trail that they can go on.
0: Yes. Oh, yes, they can Google it. They can Google it. <laughs> they can Google it. And so, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. So I so I said one of the things that since you said that one of the things I can do with what I have is bring good energy Absolutely. wherever I yes. go. Yes,
1: and it'll, it'll help you, too. It, it, more than anything, it's going to yes. help you with your peace of mind. Because, you know, we're always thinking all the time. But even if you just stop all that thoughts and just wish you know, good for others, you know, no matter what it is, treat somebody at, you know, at Walmart, you know. Yes what's good for them, wish them to be happy. They want to be happy. They might not agree with your politics or your race or your religion, but they want to be happy.
0: Yes. And they want the best for their family and they want, you know, to, uh, you know, to live a good life. Like you said. Yes. Mm Yes. So we can, we can, we can think that for people, you know, we can want that for people. And just think if everybody woke up thinking and believing and saying that, uh, audibly or in their spirit. What, yes. What type of good energy that would be. You know, that's like putting the best energy out. And I think, Exactly. And, those, and that, but just think, Marie, it goes back to what I was talking about pediatric wholeness. Suppose we taught that to children. Suppose we taught that to children, not to just learn your ABCs or learn a multiplication table, which they would get that stuff anyway, but wake up every day saying this and also say it to people as you say it audibly and say it in your mind as you pass people every day.
1: And anyone, know, I don't think necessarily that we need the quote-unquote education system to do that.
0: No, we don't. We, no, exactly. We don't need them. We don't need that. But it would be great if it was on the board at school. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 It would be great if, if they, if you know Miss Richardson or Miss Wilson will put that on the board. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> and just think, we were, you know, I don't know if you've been in public schools lately, and I have too. There's a lot of fighting. Well, they closed now. It's a lot of fighting and bickering. It's a lot of you know calling each other names. But just think, if, if we taught them that calling people's name is putting bad energy, but we our goal is to put in great energy today. And believe the best for your, you know, the person sit beside you on the in the desk beside you, and we're gonna do this. All you know, don't only think goodness, only think good thoughts, only think good thought towards your neighbor, or your friend, or your 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 math partner. You know, or people sitting at your table in kindergarten or first grade.
1: Yes. So Diane, what's happening right now is I keep getting a call from uh, I have a nail appointment at at five o'clock, okay. so I, I or five thirty I think it is. So they're calling me for some reason I don't know why. So that's why I keep getting a phone call. It keeps messing up this call.
0: Okay, I was wondering what it was. I thought it was like it sounds. who like was in traffic.
1: No, is and they keep calling and calling and calling. So
0: can you it can you text them and tell them you're on your way.
1: I well, I can just about do this call <laughs> if you want me to try to figure out how to text somebody oh, I probably yeah. will lose you <laughs> yeah
0: that's because I think that somebody called me the last one time and I text them back and I think I lost you oh but okay. um, but, but that's one of the things that I've been thinking about that um, we have to be intentionally intentional about healing and wholeness from now on if we can't yes. do it collectively systemically through the whole country if you and i having this conversation and somebody listened to our podcast and they can tell somebody else that what's the three things you said when you walked in the hall at work when you were working in person what was the three things you said yeah. may they
1: be happy healthy and live with
0: ease May they be happy and healthy and live with ease. If we can tell people, we can tell ourselves that every day, all day long. And then if we can tell other people, that's what we're hoping for them, that you be healthy, that you live with ease and that you uh, be healthy, happy. That would be, to me, a game changer. That's some good energy. And those some good things that we can. We're telling every sale. We're telling our bodies we're telling our mind we're telling the atmosphere it can change the atmosphere like before all of this happened the last four years that to me the atmosphere is was kind of intense i was thinking about um i think you came to visit us uh, in danville when barack obama was running for president and the atmosphere was kind of lifted because he was saying something yes we can
1: and
0: yes. yes, we can. You know, like, you know, no, no, we can't. Oh, my God, no, what's going to Oh No, yes, we can. Yes, we can. It was T-shirts. It was hats. It was bumper stickers. You'd be behind somebody and going to, you know, on the highway or going to work and you see a bumper sticker set. Yes, we can. And to me, that is in your spirit. You think it. You believe it. You're reading it all day. And so that's what we have to Say if it's just simple things, that's changing the energy. That even is-
1: even if it's even if it's just may I be happy, just that you know, just that you know, or exactly. you know, just just everybody can. Everybody wants to be happy, so that's exactly. an easy one.
0: Yes, I was uh, watching. I think social media once uh, recently, and the guy Pharrell, I think his name, he wrote this song. Um, I want to be happy, or let's be. What's the name? Happy, I think, is the name of the Yes. And and on social media, this woman was having like a birthday party or something. And that's her favorite song. And they was playing it. And somehow her family got him to come to the party. And when he walked into her party, she hid behind her husband or brother or somebody. She just couldn't even take it, the fact that. This was her favorite songs. One of her favorite artists, he shows up, Happy shows up. The author of Happy shows up and she couldn't even stand it. She couldn't, she, you know, she tried to hide. She tried to faint. She tried to be invisible because when Happy shows up, you know, it's not just the song now, the person who authored Happy showed up. She couldn't even take it. And I was thinking, isn't that ironic that what she wished that would happen shows up and now she's trying to hide? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we got to believe that happy can show up. And that when happy show up, we won't hide. We will go embrace happy and say, it. Thank you for writing such a happy song. You know, thank you. We needed this. And that's, yeah. what, and that's what we need now to believe that happy can. So happy's
1: going to happen. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's going to happen. It's just a
0: matter of time. I am. Okay. So, yeah, happy can happen. So, that's what we are believing. That's how we get to me. That's the people think that healing and wholeness is something miraculous, which it is because <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. but I say this to say that before I had my accident, I read one of my friends is to belong to the um, new new thought religion and um and so when we when we first met we started hanging out if i said something like oh maria i don't know what's gonna happen today this day is i don't know this is a terrible day he would say oh john don't say that and he said this is what he would say cancel cancel he said cancel it out the atmosphere i must you can't talk like that and i said what do you mean he said cancel it you don't want you just said something crazy He said, this is what you say. This day is wonderful. I'm going to have a great experience. I can't believe how wonderful this day is happening for me. And I was telling people, if I had not met, my first name is Robert. If I had not met Robert, Robert taught me how to talk to myself Mm -hmm. and how to talk out loud and how to write affirmations and how to meditate and how to see what I wanted to see and how to affirm what I wanted to affirm. And so I hardly ever would say something crazy. Like I used to talk, like I just, I believe that you, you know, I just finished watching this movie, a movie about the secret. It was not the secret, but the way you speak, you speak what you want to happen or you speak what you definitely don't want to happen, but you, if you speak it, it can come to fruition. And so what you try to speak is what you what you want to believe that's happening or has happened or is going to happen for you. And I believe that there's power in words. And I know there's power in words. So when I was in the hospital, broken from the head, from the toe up, from the flow up, I would tell people to ask me how I'm doing. I say, I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. Because my body was physically broken, but my spirit was still wonderful. And my body was too, it just had to heal. And so it just all it had to do was heal. And so even in your brokenness, if you believe that you're wonderful, wonderful will come to you and heal you even faster.
1: So I'll, I'll leave you with this, Diane, because it's a book, you know, how we read a lot of books, but one of the books that I'm reading right now, it's about um, tiny habits. So yeah. how tiny habits can change your life. And I bought it cause I was at Costco's. I love their books. And on the, a, you know, the title of the book is tiny habits can change your life. Mm-hmm. And then it was this sl- slat like sash on the book that says this book will change your life. Right. I thought that was cute that they added that, yeah. but one of the tiny habits That you can try and other people can try is that the moment your feet touch the floor in the morning, Mm -hmm. say it's going to be a great day and Mm -hmm. say it with emotion. It's going to be a great day. Mm -hmm. Right. And it changes your day. It changes your day. Just try it. It works. It's
0: going to be a great day. This is.
1: (laughs) Yes. When your feet hit the floor in the morning, you know how you think all the thoughts zoom in your head when you wake up. And you drag yourself into the bathroom to get ready. You know? <laughs> Instead of doing all that, it's gonna be a great day. It's
0: gonna be a great day. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be a wonderful, great day. And I think that so, if we if we um if we believe it and we and our spirit and our cells and our heart and our soul hears those, they be waiting on us to talk like this. It's like fertilized, it's like water, it's like sunshine. You know, Yes. It's it's what your body needs. It doesn't need anything but all of that goodness and all of those great words. Like it's going to be a great day. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So we're
1: we're right at the, like the 50 minute mark.
0: Well, I think that we are on our journey to healing. It's been a great podcast and we've had a couple of disruptions, but it's all good because, um, I don't see this shattered face anymore. Guess what? I see. What do you Great say? Days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and with that, we will close out this episode. All right. Bye bye. Bye, Diane. Bye-bye.